Hey baddies, welcome to Bad Witch Podcast, the podcast where we, that was so loud, <laughs> why am I screaming at all of you? Hey baddies, welcome to Bad Witch Podcast, the podcast where we are going to get our witch shit together one spell at a time. Um, has anything happened this week? I don't think, I don't know, something happens every day. That's the reality we live in now, but I don't think anything's really happened between last Wednesday and inauguration. Was that a week ago? We are living so many lifetimes right now, but I don't think anything has happened between then and now, right? So it's been pretty chill. I mean, nothing's happened for me. Nothing's happened for me since March 14th of last year. So, you know, we're just trucking along. Um, It's been pretty calm. I think it's been pretty chill. I probably am forgetting something massive and major that happened in your body in the Facebook group. But yeah, nothing to report on my end. I had a, a Portugal visa update, and there's a video coming out on YouTube about that. Uh, not this week, but next. There's a few new YouTube videos out. That's that's all I got. So let's just get started. So what's going on? I'm saying all this like, oh, it's been so calm. Like nothing's happened in the past week. And then it's like, but what are we just about to coast into? Well, one, we've already been in Mercury Retrocade since what, January of like 15th-ish. So I was talking to one of my best friends yesterday and she was like, I don't know, I feel really bad. And I don't think it's, you know, the sea because I haven't been literally, she's like me, like we're in like harsh, <laughs> strict lockdown. And she's like, I haven't been anywhere. And I only have been sleeping three hours a night. So it could be that. I was like, oh, girl, Mercury is about to, like, start its mess. It's been going, starting to, like, do its transit backwards and, like, start turning on itself and all of us <laughs> for the past, like, what, 12 days now? I mean, although we know with Mercury retrograde, it's not that it's actually moving backward. It's just that it's the appearance of moving backward. But, uh, yeah, I was like, girl, it's been turning on us for days now. So if you're starting to feel the effects of it, that's totally normal. Because that's right, Mercury is going to, I just got chills when I started saying that. Mercury is going to be going retrograde on January 30th. What a time to be alive. And you know, I bought, uh, at the end of last year, I bought a tarot reading from someone that my friend uh, suggested to me. And uh, <laughs> I didn't love it. I feel like it didn't really speak to, no, that's not true. Um... I think it just told me stuff I already knew or could like tell myself. And I think I was looking for, you know, like more outside information because obviously it's hard sometimes I think to be read when you do read cards and you have a knack for that. But one thing she did tell me was that uh, my February was not going to be good <laughs> and that I got the tower card and I'm learning tarot. We're going to talk about that when we do our ask me anything questions. Um, I was like, oh, I, I do know what tarot means. Like I know ten of swords at this point. Um... All right, cool. So she said my February was the tower. And I remember at the time when I, so she records all the thing on like a long form YouTube video. And I remember when I watched it, I was like, well, I don't think I'm going to have a bad February because one, I'll be like moving to Portugal on February 3rd. Yeah, right. And also uh, Mercury retrograde like usually doesn't hit until closer to my birthday. So it's usually like in the first a week and a half around March 8th, my birthday. And so I was like, oh, she doesn't know what she's talking about. Like, it was already kind of like a lackluster experience. And I was like, oh, whatever. But then I was like, oh, we're here. It goes retrograde much earlier this year. <laughs> so I'm a little worried about that. But, you know, not too worried. Because, again, I don't leave the house as there's a pandemic continuing. So I don't have to worry about a travel anything. I don't think I have to worry about any contracts. I don't, certainly don't have to worry about starting anything new. So I'm just going to do my best <laughs> as we always do with Mercury Retrograde. We're going to go into it and be positive and set a good intention and know that we can, I mean, stuff's always going to happen, right? We talk about this, but as much as we can like set our own atmosphere, we can create our own mood, especially like an empath. We, we can kind of like control, you know, <laughs> the static and the vibes around us. I think the more that we actively do that, the better overall it'll be. Although, of course, like every every Mercury retrograde without fail, every single one without fail, someone just tries to come for me. And it's usually someone I'm like really good friends with or someone that like I have been good friends with. <laughs> I guess if they've been holding in some hostility towards me and they're like, oh, that seems about right. Mercury has like made a final turn. So let's do this. So that's the one thing I have been encountering like the last few Mercuries. It's like, it's almost like I can 
feel like their head snap around. Like they're going to just come and start charging. It's like a charging energy. You know, like someone's charging, a dog's charging at you, an animal's charging at you, a person. That's what it feels like. I just know because it always happens in like the last few months I've had that someone is going to come charging for me. And that's fine because like if you charge, I'm going to charge. That's something to know about. In fact, I think I told you all about someone that wrote me a message. And I think I had recorded this episode in like June of 2020. And they wrote me a message in like October of 2020, whenever that last retrograde was, about how I said something racist about how redhead... What was like the craziest thing? That's so crazy. Something about how like I didn't see representation of black witches basically because you just don't see representation of black people in media like you do white people. That's just a fact of life. And I think I said, you know, the most diversity I'll ever see is like a blonde, a brunette, and a redheaded white witch, which isn't necessarily diversity. It's different hair colors. And she wrote something about redheads. Like, how can I tell her that she's... <laughs> Remember, I can't like put it back together because it was so cuckoo. But she was like, you said this racist thing. Number one, no. Uh, no, honey. Uh, then she said, oh, I think she tried to like intimate that the phrase redhead was racist. And I was like, that's not true either. I don't know. It was so weird. But that's what I mean. It's like this thing where someone just decides to like snap their head around and charge at you. Like, like an aggressive animal, you know, like all of a sudden they stop playing and it's dangerous. That's what it feels like when these people try to come for me during Mercury retrograde. Because again, I like released the episode in June and this didn't happen until October. So moral of the story is something crazy is going to happen during retrograde because that's like the nature of the beast. But if we keep a good positive outlook about it, then it, it won't be as bad as it could be, I believe. And also I think a lot of us still are really like staying home and just kind of surviving. And so there's not as much incidence where things go wrong. But there's always one person that loses their mind. <laughs> I feel like a lot of us deal with. And um, all that to also say, if you try to come for me, I'm going to come right back at you. So don't try it. <laughs> all right. Um, so yeah, we have Mercury Retrograde. And that's starting on... I'm talking so much and like moving my head so much in my hands as I always do that my head wrap is falling off. <laughs> I can pull myself together real quick. So yeah, Mercury goes retrograde on January 30th. It's going to last for three weeks as always. And so we're in the retro shade period right now. That is the bad news. Although again, it's not really a bad thing. It's just something we have to deal with. Oh, and don't forget, I did do, uh, was it in October? I think it was. I did a Mercury and retrograde, like how to survive video for YouTube. So if you haven't watched that or you want to go back and have a refresher on it, I'll put the link down in the episode notes. Is that what this is called? Yeah. Whenever I record YouTube videos, I always call the, oh shit, I still don't know what it is. I always call the description box, the episode notes, because I'm so used to recording Bad Witch. But yeah, I'll put that YouTube video in the episode notes. You can watch that. And you know, I talk about what retrograde is. I do a visual with Mooney, everyone's favorite sidekick and how to survive it. And you know, the most important thing with Mercury retrograde always is just don't text your ex. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Block them now. Listen to me. It's not worth it. You're going to think it's worth it and it's not. So just block anyone that you think of possibly reach out to you and then they can't bother you. Just block them. You know what? You should just block someone after. Well, <laughs> this is my personal like dump him philosophy on dating. But I'm a big person. And I'm not saying this is right or healthy or the most healthy. Um, but I'm a big person on like cutting that cord, severing that tie, right? So when I'm done dealing with someone, romantically and also platonically, I block them because there's nothing, there's no gain to like having that kind of soured fraying cord between us anyway, you know? So I, I'm a big believer in the block as, uh, maybe not as soon as you break up with someone, but like as soon as you feel like you're in a place where you've gotten it all out, everything that can possibly be expressed that's like healthy for you is out. I'm a big proponent of blocking. Like don't go look at your ex's Instagram. Don't go look at their Facebook. Don't log into their Facebook. <laughs> it's a violation of privacy in the first place. Secondly, you're not going to see anything you want to see. Uh, so yeah, block is my relationship advice but back to mercury advice just please don't text your ex <laughs> please block anyone that you feel like may be trying to get in touch with you because they will they all every i gosh my phone is like locked and loaded i went through and blocked so many people the past few days <laughs> except okay i i'm lying i did message one person but it wasn't an ex. It was like a Tinder person that ghosted me. 
And I just messaged them to like, I was being messy <laughs> to see if I would get a response because they're one of those people that like, when you, they stop, they like ghost you, but then they watch everything that you post. And I was like, hmm, I'm in the mood for a social experiment. So I messaged them. And of course it turns into like this whole thing. And that was just more about me proving a point to myself that ghosts can always be resurrected. <laughs> anyway. So I did text one person, but Mercury Retrograde hasn't started. It was just like a retro shade itch that I had to scratch. And as always with this podcast, do as I say and not as I do. Is that right? Do as I, yeah, do what I'm telling you to do. Don't do what I do because I am a deeply flawed person. <laughs> All right. So moving on, the good news is we have a, well, good news on how you feel about full moons. We have a full moon on the 28th, which is tomorrow because you'll get this on Wednesday. That's on Thursday. That's a little bit of the good news. And then we have some better Good news. So that's the full moon in a Leo. It is the wolf moon, I believe is the name. And it depends kind of on your outlook with full moons. They kind of wreck me. Speaking of wolf, uh, <laughs> I do always kind of make this joke. Like when the full moon hits, I, I turn into a werewolf. Like I truly am like the freaks come out at night. I can't sleep. My energy gets really crazy. I have insane dreams when I actually can fall asleep. And I do feel like I'm, I'm like itching and scratching to almost climb out of my own skin a little bit. It's a very uncomfortable, I'm, I'm more of a new moon kind of person, but yeah, I'm, I might go full, full werewolf this time, but it depends on how full moons affect you. Some people absolutely thrive during full moons. They get all their energy. They sleep so well. It's just a boost overall. And that ultimately is like what it should be because it's like the, the moon, the moon, the moon and all of her majesty, right? She is at the most potent, powerful, fully shining and luminescent stage of her cycle. And so that should be a reflection of us as well. But I know for some of us, it just like absolutely drains the life. And so if you're that kind of person, then I'm, I'm with you. I'm in that category. <laughs> but if the full moon is just like this pearlescent beacon of everything good in your life, then that's something to be really excited about. Regardless, even if it does make us feel kind of funky, uh, it's still... A really good time for manifesting obviously a good time to get a manifestation box going it's a good time to write out your manifestations I mean ideally you write your intentions during the new moon and then you're kind of putting everything into action um in the full moon so it's like you're never this is something I'm really bad about with witchcraft I am like I want to do this right now and then I do it and then it's done but did it work <laughs> you know what I mean like it should be, as the full moon is going through its cycle, we should be constantly working. So the new moon is like the fresh start to set an intention or set intentions. You're working through the different phases. And if you go back to our 100% that witch episode, I think I go through every aspect of moon magic, like what you should work on when, what every, every phase is, all that stuff. But yeah, as you're going from um, new moon to waxing to full moon, now you're at this biggest, most potent, powerful point. You should be really actively manifesting, but also kind of having like gratitude for what you've accomplished and all this joy for what you've been working on and kind of feeling a sense of fulfillment and, and completion to an extent. And then as you're waning, you're reflecting, you're closing, you're banishing, you know, so you can start the cycle all over again. So <laughs> we really should be starting that with the new moon and following the cycle all the way and then re-upping at the new moon. But you can start it with a full moon as well. You know, you can start with manifesting. And then when you circle back, you're ready to start new intentions. But yeah, really thinking, I know we get really caught up on like new moon versus full moon. And I'm, oh, I'm more like this. I just said that I'm more of a new moon person than a full moon person because full moon makes me cuckoo. Um, but we really should be having that same kind of respect and active work during every single moon phase. And it could be, it should be a continual cycle. So, you know, it's just something to be more aware of. So we're not thinking like, okay, it's the full moon. This is the day I do magic. As opposed to like, we should be trying to do a little bit of magic every day that corresponds to the cycle we're in. You know what I mean? So full moon, a little bit of good news, but also great news for a lot of people. And then the thing that's actually I'm very excited about, and this is the first time I've kind of paid attention to it, is also on January 28th, which I think is going to be the craziest day ever, while we have this full moon in Leo, which is our wolf moon again. Um... All right, let me get this right. You know how I get a little mis mixed up when I talk about astrology and <laughs> like placements and all that stuff. Our sun, our beautiful, bright, shining sun that I have a vendetta against because, you know, I hate being hot and I hate like direct sunlight. 
because I'm a vampire and a werewolf, apparently, which represents, you know, confidence and the ego and brilliance and light giving and all of these amazing things is going to form a conjunction with Jupiter, mama's favorite planet. I love, I keep thinking when um, we're out of core, finally, I'm going to get a Jupiter tattoo. It's like all I can think about. I, I love that planet. It's... <laughs> I know I've talked endlessly about it on this podcast, but I just, I love it so much. It's truly my favorite planet. And I remember I tell a story every time I talk about it, but when I was in elementary school and we were like learning about planets, everyone really liked Saturn because Saturn has rings. And I was like, <laughs> basically, if my face could have a sound, it was because how basic, <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's not basic. Saturn's lovely, obviously, but I was just like, well, it's really easy to love the planet with like the decorative rings, but Jupiter is so much more fascinating and it's huge. I just loved everything about it. And as I've been learning about astrology more, especially in the past like three or four months with this new job I'm doing and um, learning about the planets individually, I think that my love for Jupiter, well, obviously it's because it's like one of Pisces ruling planets along with Neptune, but I think I love Jupiter even more because I've come to realize how masculine Saturn is. And as we know, I hate men. No, I'm just kidding. I don't hate men. <laughs> but as we know, like, I I am a feminist. I'm very in love with the idea of, like, femalehood. That's why I love the moon so much. I just love being a woman. I love, I love everything about women. I love women. I think we're the best. <laughs> so I think that might be why, you know, because you, you have a very, especially as witch kids, we have an understanding of energy of things before we have, like, a technical or formal education or understanding about things so I just always knew I was like mm, I'm not that into Saturn because it's very masculine and <laughs> it's not like I really do hate men I don't mm. uh, no. <laughs> I don't um and I also have always had this thing about Tuesdays and Tuesday is like an extremely masculine day it corresponds to like all kinds of masculine stuff and yeah I've always had a thing about Tuesdays where I'm like I love Mondays which is a moon day. It's ruled by the moon. I've always loved Thursdays, which is Jupiter's day. Uh, I've always loved Fridays, which is Venus's day. You know, like all these very kind of feminine attachments to it. And I've always hated Tuesday. I just feel like we have this beautiful day that starts the week. To me, the week starts on Monday and not Sunday. And I will fight to the death about that at any time. And I feel like you have this great start to the week. And then Tuesday just feels like strain to me or something. And so I was, I've been learning about this and like Saturn being very masculine, Tuesday being very masculine. I always knew that I didn't align with the energy of it. And I had a distaste for those things. But now like, I know why. I don't know. It's just really cool. This is kind of <laughs> an AMA question too, but it's just very cool how like as kids, we understand energy before we understand, you know, the concept behind it. I'm rambling. So yeah, anyway, the <laughs> sun is going to form a conjunction with Jupiter. Jupiter as a planet is about, expansiveness. It's the planet of good luck. It's the planet of joy. It's just this joy, jovial, jovial, big, beautiful baby in the sky. So we have like this confident, egocentric in a good way, boost of energy, like life force energy, meeting like expansion and luck and joy. Beautiful. So this is what people call like the luckiest day of the year. It only occurs once a year. So the next one I believe is March 5th of 2022 that I, when I was reading this before I was like, well, that can't be right. Cause 2022 is like five years from now. <laughs> yeah. Right. I don't know where I got that from. Uh, my brain is just like not processing time at all anymore, which it barely was to start before the pandemic started. Um, but yeah, so this day is referred to as like the day of miracles. It's just the luckiest day of the year. You have these two powerhouses forming in conjunction with each other. So put that with this full moon in Leo, which is also going to be so potent and powerful. It's just, it is brimming with energy. It is a day to step out on what you want to do. It's a day to just make that move. You know, that move you've been waiting for. You are going to be so protected on that day and the power is going to be so energized and potent and real and tangible. You can almost take, like I'm talking about it now and I feel, here I go with my mouth, right? Um, I feel like, I have, how can I explain this? There's a movie, and of course, I can't remember what movie it is, but okay, no, this is an episode of Daria, that's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> There's an episode of Daria where, hi, do you not like tangents on this podcast? I, I'm so sorry, I can't stop. Um, <laughs> let me just skip ahead a little bit. But if you love my tangents, stay with me. 
There's an episode of Daria where Daria, Jake, Quinn, and Helen go into the woods and they all eat poisonous berries except for Daria or like hallucinogenic berries and all kind of go crazy. And Quinn talks about how she ate the glitter berries and she, you bite into them and your mouth fills with the glitter juice. And that was the visual I just got in my mind. I almost feel like I've bitten into a very like ripe and juicy piece of fruit and it's just like glitter juice that's like sparkling and yellow like the sun like that's what this energy feels like me it's feels like to me it is it is satisfying it is nourishing and it is abundant it's juicy that's the best like it's <laughs> I hate using that word too I'm so sorry but it is this energy is going to be juicy and delicious it's gonna be so good so yeah that is the 28th so we have full moon and luckiest day of the year day of miracles on the 28th and then we have uh, mercury going retrograde on the 30th so talk about ending january with a bang when january started with a bang um it's just been quite a month hasn't it well i've already talked for 20 minutes but thankfully i've like mostly only talked about witchy stuff so we can get into our questions let me do our patreon shout outs real quick and i will be right back I feel like I haven't done Patreon shoutouts in a really long time. I'm sorry if I haven't. I Have I even done them this year? I don't even remember how many episodes I've done this year so far. I don't know. This is craziness, obviously. So a very, very extra special thank you in case this is the first time I'm doing it at the end of the month like a crazy person to Michelle, Jamie, Kristen, Stephanie, Deanna, Carly, Brie, Cassandra, Adam, Celine, Kimberly, Sarah, Nolling, Emily, Matthew, Heidi, Garrisu, Fiona, Aiden, Kasha, is it Kasha or Kasha? Let me know. <clears throat> Brandy, Tabby, Allison, Teresa, Karen, KJ, Sarah, Gina, Teresa, Adrian, Jen, Sasha, Brett, Jennifer, Elizabeth, Shannon, and Carla. That's it. So thank you all so much. I'm so sorry if I literally just forgot to do it recently. <laughs> But you know, you're the reason I'm able to uh, do this podcast, especially like with everything that happened last year and just not being able to really work as much as I would like. But yeah, thank you so much. It is very, very, very kind of you to like give that little bit extra and I appreciate it with all of my heart. So mwah, thank you. All right, so let's get into this a these AMA questions. I have a good bit so far. You can still submit them because I am going to do two parts of these because, you know, I talk too much. So, yeah, if you want to, I'll put a thread when I post. Well, you'll see it tomorrow. Um, never mind. Oh, <laughs> it'll be up before this episode goes out. But I'll put another uh, thread up if anyone else wants to add anything. Okay, so if you can, qu first question. Oh, and I'm not going to use anyone's names just to, like, you know, respect people's privacy obviously. Okay. So question number one, if your candle goes out during the ritual, I do a lot of mine outside and you relight it quickly. Are you okay? Or is the ritual kind of screwed? I think you're fine. I, well, you know, my track record, I've accidentally extinguished, um, a number of candles because I'm a very clumsy person who shouldn't be allowed near fire at all. But I, mm, there's a part of me that's like, it's really about that first lighting and how much power it holds. So if you kind of have accident, it's gone out on, on some way, either you've done it or like, cause you're outside. Um, if it goes out kind of right after that, I, I feel like the power does diminish just slightly, but I don't think you're like SOL. You know, I don't think that you the whole ritual just has to like go to pot after that. You just do what you always do. You, you know, cause like I'm a big advocate of never leaving candles burning when you're not there. But you just do what you have to do. You set your intention again. You light the candle again. You charge it with energy again. If you do it like me, you rub your hands together again. And you relight it. Because, again, with all of this stuff, like our candles, our wands, our crystals, our everything that we put on our altar, everything we work with, it's an extension of our personal magic. And, yeah, it all carries its own energies. It all has its own potency. I feel like I've used the word potent 17 times in this episode so far. It all has its own potentness. Potentity? I don't know. I don't know what the right word is. You know, just like when we choose to work on certain days because it corresponds because we, you know, choose certain moon cycles. Like, yeah, it all contributes to make this beautiful bow, like a beautiful present with a bow on top of like what our magic could be in totality. But at the end of the day, it's an extension of our magic that comes from within us. And it's like supercharged by all these other things. So yeah, I mean, I'm always, I'm never going to say, well, scrap it, you know, throw it away. It's not going to work. I, I'm going to say just relight it and roll with it. <laughs> Set the intention again and do all the steps you need to do. I was just thinking like, would I just restart? I don't think I would. I don't. I mean, if it's something that you can re, 
I don't know. I'm really thinking about this now. If it's something that you can just like restart easily, then maybe it's worth the effort. But also it's like, if you've already set all the attention and all the work and just this last piece is the piece that messed up a little bit, then I'm like, do you want to mess around with like putting that much unbridled energy, you know, out into the universe? It might kind of overcorrect itself. You know what I mean? So yeah, I really would just relight it and keep on trucking. I don't think that it loses any of it, loses any of its magic. Now, do we want it to go out? Of course not. Like if you can go with the first flame, then groovy. But in a lot of cases, I feel like you can't. So no, I think it's totally fine. Ritual, rich, wow. Ritual, not screwed. Okay, next up, how did you get started on your amazing career? How did you manifest a job where your travel is paid for? I don't know. <laughs> I, I think this is one of those things where I was never like active. I, I did it. Okay. Let's, let's rewind that. I did at some point start actively manifesting this career that I had have, I don't know what, like it's in limbo right now. I don't know what state is actually like what to call it right now. But for a very long time, I mean, when I was like a teenager and in college and stuff before I even had a concept of like Instagram didn't exist yet because I'm old. I always would just be like, I want to travel. I want to travel. Like that's what I, if I could have my dream job, I just want to like travel for a living. But it wasn't like I was actively sitting down, lighting candles, writing lists, writing intentions, manifesting, you know, like all that stuff. I was, it's just what I wanted. So I would just talk about it all the time. I know we've talked about before, like active manifestation versus inactive manifestation where I'm like, always be careful what you say and do and think because it will happen even if you don't mean it to. And I think that my career is a big case of that is that I just always love travel. It's always something I wanted to do. I always like my dream was to get to travel and I was never specific about it. Like I didn't know if I would <clears throat> marry someone that loved to travel and would like finance my travel if I like married a airplane pilot, I'm gonna say airplane pilot like that, a pilot or someone else in the travel industry or if I was going to be a, um, uh, oh my God, it's not stewardess. What decade do I think I'm in? A flight attendant. For a long time, I thought I was going to end up being a flight attendant and take that route. Or like when I was in high school and starting college, I really wanted to work for the UN. And so I always assumed my travel would come from me like getting assigned a job abroad or like working at, in a consulate or embassy or something like that. So I always was just talking about it, but I wasn't actively manifesting it, but I wasn't actively. So yeah, I mean, I, I do think I manifested it just like we all manifest things in our life, whether we want to or not. But then when I got into Instagram and blogging and it started to become a thing and it started to be successful for me and I realized I could make a career out of it, um, that's when I actively started being like, writing things down, getting my crystals. I always had Malachite with me because it's like my manifestation and luck and travel stone always has to dream with me, always trying to make something out of it. Um, always lighting my candles, any spell candles I would get from like House of Intuition or Spell on Sky that were career oriented, I would set them for travel. And I was very specific at this point because one, I knew more about my magic and the craft and also I just knew what I wanted more out of life and how I could actually make it happen as opposed to being like, well, then maybe I'll marry a millionaire and he'll just like take me everywhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> or this vague idea that I would work for the UN and be like an ambassador. Like, I don't know <laughs> whatever I was thinking of when I was young. Younger. I'm still young. Oh, ish. Um, but yeah, then it was, it was setting spells, writing intentions every full moon, uh, every new year. I would fill, I have, well, I have a book I'm looking at right now. And the last time I filled it in was for the Saturn and Jupiter conjunction. And I think I have like one line about love life. Like, oh, I hope that the love that I deserve, should I say it out loud? That's nah, fine. You all have good intentions for me, right? <laughs> but I think it was something like, um, I hope that the love that is meant for me and the love that I actually deserve finds me, you know, just something like that. Like not a person because every time I say a person, they break my heart by having a baby. <laughs> yeah, but mostly everything else was about travel and career because that has always been everything to me. Uh, so yeah, I very actively do it more now. And I will say as with any manifesting, the more specific, the better that when I was first doing it, it was probably like maybe five years ago when I realized you could kind of do this travel thing. I'd probably write like, oh, I want 
to be paid to travel the world. That's my, that's why I'm manifesting. That's my dream. And now it's like, well, in 2021, my, what I will manifest will be traveling to Australia and working with these hotels, working with these press offices and making this amount of money, you know? So it's always like the more specific, the better. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I did manifest it. Was it always acts of manifestation? No. <laughs> it's not. And then also, you know, with manifesting, it's work. You have, I mean, manifesting is work, but I mean, you can't just sit and manifest or like make a vision board and be like, all right, all right, gals, I'm done for the day. I'm going to sign out. I'm going to clock out. No, you have to actually do the work. And I had to get, it's crazy too, because I just passed a hundred thousand followers on Instagram and it took six years to get there, which whew, especially when Instagram started making all those changes, honey, I did not think I'd ever get there, but I finally did. And for some people, it's like, especially if they join now later in the game or they come from another platform, it, you can get 100000 in like a year. It took me six years. So yeah, it's also just a ton of real world work. But I don't think the manifesting hurt. I think it actually has helped a lot as well. But um, yeah, it's it def definitely started as a case of I would love to travel the world when I grow up. And, and now I do. Or I did. And maybe one day will again. <laughs> okay. Um, what do you like most about learning tarot so far? I'm so psyched you're getting into it. Would love for you to do some tarot episodes. I would love to do that too. What do I like most about learning tarot? Um, I love tarot. I never, never thought in any lifetime I would ever be on this podcast anywhere talking about tarot. I love it. I know Oracle Cards was definitely like me finding a place that was natural for me and maybe and maybe like getting me really comfortable with the idea of reading cards. I'm obviously like so connected to my deck too. But uh, I now that I'm starting to learn tarot, I almost feel like the Oracle Cards was like a stepping stone thing because there were so many times in the past I would pick up tarot cards because you know, which kids do that. And I would be like, oh, no, no, <laughs> too many cards. I can't do this. I don't know what any of this means. The cards look kind of scary. I can't do it. But um, yeah, now I feel like the Oracle cards came to me because it was me like needing to cut my teeth and get more comfortable with my skill level and like my abilities as opposed to like that being my stopping point. I know the only thing I'm able to do. But yeah, what do I like? That's a question. What do I like most about learning tarot? Uh, I don't know. I think I like that it actually is very intuitive. And I wasn't expecting that. I thought I was going to have to learn. I would think, I thought I was going to have to take, I still don't even know how many cards it is. What, like 86, 88, 78, 78? Is it 78? I can't remember. Um, <laughs> but I thought I was going to have to literally sit with like each card and memorize every single card. And that was going to take me an entire lifetime. And that was the thing that always also like pushed me away from it was this it's it's so it seems so daunting and like such a big undertaking but as I'm learning each card I'm like oh well that makes perfect sense <laughs> like it really is this incredibly intuitive thing which duh of course it is <laughs> that's the whole point is like you're in tuning what to do or oh my gosh uh yeah I'm really slow on the uptake sometimes but I think that is my favorite part like how intuitive it is how welcoming it feels I always Again, in my mind, just had this visual visual of tarot being like icy cold and Oracle being like warm and sunny. And so it felt very inviting. Whereas tarot felt like almost like the cool kids. And like I couldn't go sit at their table, if that makes sense. But yeah, it feels very welcoming. And I love that. It's very intuitive. It's just not scary. I thought it was going to be so scary and so overwhelming. And I, I it was partly like me being self-conscious too, or like not having... Uh, is self-conscious the right word? Me feeling like I wasn't going to be good at it, so I didn't want to try. I guess, I don't know what the right word is for that. Maybe self-conscious. But you know, like, especially if you were a gifted kid in school, I feel like you have a lot of issues about perfectionism and how you only want to do things you're going to be really, really good at. And if you're not good at something, you'll, like, give it up immediately. That I, I have that so bad. I have, like, a real complex about that. Which is, I know you're like, well, Mickey, you do this uh, podcast, which is a uh, craziness all the time. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> this is an outlet, though. It doesn't have to be perfect. <laughs> We're just gabbing. Um, but yeah, I think that's another reason I was, I felt pushed. I felt like 
I wasn't cool, like in the cool click to learn tarot. I feel like I wasn't invited. It wasn't inviting to me. It felt very cold and cool and distant. Whereas my Oracle cards felt very warm and loving and like they're very maternal. You know, <laughs> these cards are like, come here, honey. We'll just give you a hug. Everything's going to be okay. So yeah, I, I really love tarot. I love like, what do I like? I keep going to the question. What do I like most about learning about it? I guess if I had to put it down to one thing, it's that it's not scary. It's not overwhelming at all. It's really, it's, it makes perfect sense. I just can't believe I spent so long being like, I don't understand it. Like I shut myself off to it so much. And that's of course why it wouldn't work because I went in setting the mood of, I'll never get this. This is really hard. It's too hard to learn it. All these spreads, it's, it's too complicated where I could have just gone in with like, oh, this is gonna be really fun and interesting. And I can learn it at my own pace. I think that was another thing too. I always felt like, especially again with the Oracle cards, cause I picked them up and I could do it. From the first time I touched those cards, I could do it. I could intune it. I, of course, I didn't know all the meanings yet, but like I, I got it all right immediately. And with tarot, it never happened like that. So I went in thinking like, well, I'm never going to get it right anyway. So like, why even try? <laughs> That's the, tarot is the only, hmm, hmm. I was going to say, you know, when you're a natural witch, like most of us are as well, it's really... I think it can be difficult to like jump into a different discipline because it's another thing where like I took to this so easily because it's what we always ex explore the thing we're naturally pulled to first, you know? So like candles were always so easy to me. I'm so good at candles. I, I can make anything happen with a candle. I am so good at getting spells off the top of my head. I can do it just, just like that. You know, I'll do it on the podcast sometimes, but that's not everyone's strong suit. And so <clears throat> you may be more intimidated. <clears throat> wow, there goes my voice. You may be more intimidated about doing something like that. Whereas for me, it's the easiest thing ever. And so I've had a lot of ease and a lot of things that I've tried in, in the craft. And so knowing something wasn't going to be easy was what I think gave me a bad attitude about it. And then in turn gave the cards like a bad attitude about it. You know what I mean? So it was me. It's, it was always me. I was the one approaching it the wrong way. Um, Even just, I remember before, I don't, yeah, I don't know. The tarot thing like overwhelms me because like you've all heard me say for the longest time, I just don't think I'll ever be able to do it. And I don't, it just doesn't align with me. And I was so wrong about that. And now that I'm learning that I was so wrong about that and the cards, the the concept of tarot finally like called me over and was like, okay, it's time. Like you can start doing this. You're, you're ready. It just kind of amazes me, you know, that it hit at the exact right time. And I'm, I was going to say right before that, I remember being like, well, there's like the major arcana and then you have to learn all of these other like sweets. So you have, I don't even know if they're called sweets. <laughs> I don't know if that's like playing cards, but I think so. Um, but then you have like wands, you have cups and you have pinnacles, pentacles, and you have, oh girl, don't forget it. Wands, cups, pinnacles. Ah, what's that <laughs> You're all screaming at me right now. Wands, cups, pentacles. I can't, let me look it up. I cannot believe I'm forgetting this. Ah, it just shows how new I am there, right? Swords. Duh. It's swords. Okay. <laughs> I'm back. I can't believe I almost forgot swords. But yeah, I remember too when, um, the, the idea of like, you know, this is 78, I think so. 78 cards and you have to learn like, oh, it's not just that you have to learn these cards, but you have to learn like this arcana. Number one, what's an arcana? I don't know. And then you have to learn all of these minor cards too. And they're, it just, my brain just would not wrap around that. And now when I look at it, I'm like, oh yeah, the card literally tells you what it means. Like that's the point. So you have your arcana, super easy for me, major arcana. And then you have swords. Oh, how do you know it's a sword card, Mickey? Oh, cause there's swords on it. Is that how you figured it out? Genius. <laughs> you know? So yeah, I, Obviously, I'll do episodes on tarot because I have rambled about it for like 10 minutes now. I love tarot. I'm, I love it so much. I'm so excited about it. It also helps if you're like me and you always felt like it was um, something like not in your wheelhouse and you didn't have the ability or you are just scared of it. Not scared like boohoo in the corner or anything, but like you're scared that or you're intimidated, I guess is a better word. Um, it helped me a lot to get a deck that I was already like interested in because of the illustrations and just the vibration of it and not trying to go with a super traditional, what's it called? The writer, Waith, Waith writer. I don't know. Sorry. Everyone that reads tarot has been yelling at me for the past 10 minutes about this. <laughs> sorry. Um, but yeah, whenever I would get those decks, there was something to, I know it's traditional, but they looked so old school that 
it made me also it just felt out of touch to me so that's another reason I couldn't glob onto it I was like these illustrations look old as heck I came in because some of them are like really crowded with all kinds of stuff so I can't even tell what's going on in it and the deck that I'm using now is the modern witch tarot deck <clears throat> and it's all like modern <laughs> you know it's all like modern um people and I mean I don't want to say they're all women because I don't know if that's how the illustrator would identify all of the people featured on the deck but to me I mean it's it is all feminine um feminine at, with attributed that's not the right way to say that they all read with some femininity to me but it could definitely be like a duality you know but so again to me who just loves everything about femalehood I really love that I love that <clears throat> I look at the deck <clears throat> wow sorry y'all I look at the deck and I see women that are or people let me go back to people I see people that are curvy that are um, short, that are tall, that are, have my skin tone, that have a darker skin tone, that have a lighter skin tone, that have different hair colors, different haircuts, different hair textures. It is so inclusive. That's the perfect word for this. I felt for such a long time that tarot was an inclusive thing. And I felt like it was like something you could do or you can't. But then when I got this deck, I was like, oh, I, again, it's, <laughs> hope that redhead ain't listening to this. <laughs> it's like, oh, I look at this card and that's what I look like. So I can understand this. It, it really was just like my brain just had to get over the hurdle of that. And when I would look at other like more traditional decks or, you know, just uh, just decks that didn't appeal to me for whatever reason, I never saw myself reflected in it. So it never seemed easy. So <laughs> that's my like 10 minute spiel on tarot. Sorry. I'm just very excited about it. And I would, if you would like me to do a tarot episode, um, you, let me know like what kind of things you would like me to talk about. Because I know a ton of you read it already, so it's not like I need to walk through. Well, would that be fun? Let me know. It, would it be fun if I did an episode where I just talked about the Major Arcana, and then if I did an episode where I just talked about swords, and I just talked about, I like broke it down in those five pieces? Would that be like a fun five-part series we could do and like learn all of the cards together? I know a lot of y'all know it. So if that's of no help or interest to you, I understand. <laughs> But if you would like it just because you like to hear me ramble on about anything, then yeah, let me know. Cause I think that would be really, mm, I think that'd be a really fun series. Okay. We might, we, we're just gonna do it anyway. Um, I hope you like it. Okay. <laughs> so what's the next question? Let's see. What is the craziest intuitive moment or synchronicity you have ever experienced? I was trying to think about this and I know I probably have so many but like I it's just one of those things you're trying to think about it and nothing comes to mind um probably the the craziest I think I've already told it on the podcast but I'll just tell it again <clears throat> I'm so sorry about my voice uh intuitive moment or synchronicity I th okay so I think I did tell the story before but when I was about 10 11 12 my parents were always go to Florida every year for vacation because my parents don't care about me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's because my dad's from Florida. And also my dad doesn't fly. So that Florida was always our family trip every year. No wonder I like, then when I turned 18, I was like, bye, I'm going to Europe and I'm never coming back. <laughs> I had to get out of here. But um, yeah, we had gone to this museum. Because <clears throat> that's the thing, my mom my mom and I both, we love museums. Our dad, my dad tolerates it. We love museums. My, lo my mom loves like botanical gardens. Y'all know how I feel about outside. It's not my favorite. Um, and we never, so yeah, we always did kind of like the cerebral side of vacationing. It was never just like running around, having fun, screaming, acting crazy. It's very, it's very, I had to be a very polite child because I was always in museums, like galleries all the time. But anyway, we went to this museum and it was, it used to be a swimming hall, but I think it was like an exhibition kind of swimming hall because the whole, so the museum was like in kind of a rotunda so all of the art was on like this is so hard to explain <laughs> I'm trying to do my hands as usual but it's not working so all the art was against like one side of the wall and the other side of the wall was like banisters all the way around because it all looked down into the middle of the building and in the bottom floor it was this all marble swimming pool or it used to be when we were there, it was just all this carved out marble where the pool used to be, but they kept it because it's like obviously gorgeous and this really interesting, uh, like architecture. And we were there and I didn't like, it didn't really strike me yet. I was kind of having these feelings while we were walking around like, 
huh, I've seen that picture before, it's familiar, whatever. And then we get down to the swimming pool part. I have to ask my mom if she remembers what what uh, museum this is, because I would really actually love to go back there. And there were these two easels up that had pictures from, I guess, the 1940s, I think, from the swimwear. And it was women doing synchronized swimming. And it had all the women lined up, um, like, outside of the pool. So you could see all the women in the picture and you could see them swimming. And that's when I was like, oh, I'm I'm in this picture. That's me. <laughs> because at some point, I don't remember how... Because I was, it was like, what, 20 years ago now? I don't remember how um, much ahead of time I'd had the dream. But I was there. And I think you know, too, when you were having a dream and you were having a past life recall. This was a past life recall. I, Because how could I possibly have dreamt of this building, this marble swimming pool, that I was a secretized swimmer. I was wearing the costume. I was in the, you know what I mean? It was, it was the first time, I think, aside from, like, the hearing little voices sometimes or, like, lights coming on and little things like that. The first time I was like, oh, there's something different about me. And it's cool. <laughs> like, whatever it is, it's cool and I like it. But yeah, we went down to that that carved out swimming. And you wouldn't have known it was a swimming pool. I mean, it's, well, as like a preteen, I wouldn't have known it was a swimming pool, especially because it was in this, the whole building was in this very, for, like, uh, 1940s, 1930s kind of style. Whatever. Art Deco. No, it's not Art Deco. <laughs> Revivalist Georgian. I don't know. Something like that. But uh, I wouldn't have known. You know, I just remember when we got down to that level, it was like getting, I could, right now when I'm talking about it, I can smell chlorine. I remember when we got down there, I could smell chlorine. And I almost think maybe I turned to my dad and I said, like, do you smell that? Do you smell chlorine? And he may have been like, girl, <laughs> you're crazy. No, this thing's been drained for like 50 years, you know, 60 years at that point in the 90s. Um, but... Yeah, I, I smell it now. I smelled chlorine. I had short hair, like in that very 1940s style. I had some curls in my hair. And I had on like that bathing, bathing suit type that was very kind of like structured in the, <laughs> the bosom. <laughs> so old. And at the bottom, it kind of had like a skirted part, but it wasn't like a long skirt. You know what I mean? It was very like tapered to the body and like a halter neck. And that's what I was in. And I was a synchronized swimmer at this pool pavilion exhibition place turn museum so yeah that's all I remember I literally am like having a flashback to that flashback now but that's the the one that really comes to the top of my head because I think it really you know it's like you have a something happens in your life and your life's never quite the same afterwards <laughs> like and then your new life began that's what that was for me I'm trying to think if there's anything else I'll, I'll think on this one a little bit more and maybe answer another part in the next AMA episodes we're getting up to like an hour now or close to um, anything else? I mean, when I have past life readings, it made a lot of my dreams make more sense. Um, and I do believe that when I finally, <laughs> no one to say finally, I'm only what, 30, almost 34. Um, I do think that when I finally meet the person that I'm supposed to like, have a relationship with like a real like the the relationship um I feel like that'll probably be some kind of moment of like synchronicity or like or like psychic clarity you know like I feel like I'll see it coming like right before it happens maybe or something about it will just be really affirming it'll be like a lightning strike is how I think of it so yeah I that I think when that finally happened it, it's I know it sounds very cliche to be like when you meet the right person you just know. But I really do think there will be this moment where I'll feel it before I see it or I'll see their face before I see it. Oh, we got to talk about St. Agnes Eve real quick, uh, by the way. Um, or I'll feel them before I see them or I'll have a flash of something. I don't know. If you if that was your experience with your person, let me know because uh, that's, that's kind of what I feel like it's going to be. Especially because I have kissed a lot of amphibians and... <laughs> I do think when the universe finally delivers, it's going to be a doozy. Uh, St. Agnes Eve. Let's talk about that real quick. Girl, what's going on? I, <laughs> I did everything. I did my intention. I put the crystals under the candle. I walked to bed backwards. I walked to bed backwards. <laughs> I walked to bed backwards. I, uh, I put on the fresh nightgown. I was like freshly bathed. And what? The dreams I had that night were so chaotic. It was like full moon dreams times a hundred. They were so chaotic. There was like hundreds of people in all of them 
the one thing that I do remember was that I dreamt about this woman that I used to be friends with in college days, like early college days, who <laughs> I don't feel like I should, I don't know if I should say anything that can make them identifiable. They are a bit of a known person in the political space. Uh, and the reason I said I was friends with them is because they are a militant conservative, um, just offensively Republican. Not, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with like all Republicans, but offensively like all the way to the right, doesn't believe in rights for people. I'm pretty sure told me at one point that like gay marriage isn't that important because it's a social issue. And we have like other things to worry about, like the economy, <laughs> like that kind of person who has delved so deep into their conservatism, even since that part in college, like I think she's disgusting anyway. So <laughs> the only thing I do remember is that she popped up in one of my dreams. And I remember being like, what the hell are you doing here? <laughs> That's the only thing that even really sticks out to me. It was just like chaos all night. I was coming into sleep. I was going out of sleep. I was like getting up to go to the bathroom more than usual. I was falling back to sleep and just, it was just chaos. And that's what I kind of had the year before too was, it was a lot of chaos. It was a lot of people being shown to me and it was a lot of like my exes that time. So I don't know. I don't think St. Agnes is trying to work with me. <laughs> I don't think she sees it for me. So I'm just probably not going to do that one again. <laughs> Maybe I gotta go really old school next year and like say the pattern editor over all my pens and stick myself in the sleeve and then make a cake in silence that will finally work, but I don't know. Uh, let me know how your St. Agnes Eve was if you're also a single 10 out there because I just, I don't think she sees it for me and that's fine. Okay, so let's do one more. Um, are there any new goddesses you've been working with lately? No, <laughs> I haven't. I'm sorry to say I haven't. I haven't been actively doing any work really lately. I have just been trying to get through this month. Um, yeah, and the holidays, obviously, we're like a whole day. I mean, there's all of us. It's really, you kick off the new year, right? And then you're so hype about the new year. And you're like, is it, this year's going to be like the year of Mickey. Isn't it the best year of my life? <laughs> the rest of January kind of is like an energy suck a little bit. And so, no, I'm not working with any new goddesses right now. But... I do feel like I have my old, like, good old standbys. There's always, like, a Lakshmi in the background. There's Pele a lot. There's always a Rhiannon out there. Uh, Ostara, I do feel like, has been poking at me a little bit. I don't... I typically just, like, focus on her kind of from March to May, like, in that time period, you know? Um, but I do feel like she's been poking at me a little bit. But no, not really. I need to. I need to start <laughs> exploring a little more... Um, I did post a thing in the Facebook group about Baba Yaga and, um, the, the show that I love that did like a little, you know, breakdown about her and I don't necessarily feel called to work with her, but she's always one that I've kind of been into. Like I kind of dig the house with the chicken legs. I kind of like, I don't know, even the name, like I just kind of dig her. So I think that I do, I don't feel like she's necessarily calling me to work with her, but I do want to just learn more of her story. And I want to learn more like across Slavic tradition, the different variations in her story and kind of take what I learned in that little piece that I watched about her and go even deeper. Cause I just find her very fascinating. And you know, more than anything in this world, I love a crone. Like, I love a crone goddess so much. They're my favorite things ever. They're my favorite uh, entities and energies ever. So yeah, I do think I just want to learn more about her. But yeah, it's just been my my same old gals, my Lakshmi, my Rhiannon. Uh, a star is poking in there. I did a reading for myself the other day. I think like two nights ago. And I got, who did I get? Oh, I got Isolde. Which I was like, hmm, what is this? What's happening here? Because you know, in my deck, Isolde is like, uh, like love that transcends time and space and generations. So, and it's also about, like, healing old relationships and releasing them and, like, cutting cords. And it's also, like, deceased family members maybe showing through. So, could, I didn't feel that part so much. I'm very aware of, like, when my, my people are around. Because they make themselves already known by flashing every light in my house. <laughs> I'm trying to do stuff. But, yeah, I was wondering what that was about. Because for months now, every time I do a reading, since, like, 2020 pretty much started. Or the pandemic pretty much started. Which was, like, the same thing. But back in March, um... Almost every reading I do for myself, I get Guinevere, which is true love and soulmate. And I'm like, okay, 
here's the tea. How am I going to meet my soulmate from my house, <laughs> which is where I've been the past year? But every single reading is soulmate, soulmate, soulmate. Here comes soulmate, soulmate. Even from my like question and answer deck, I keep getting romance, romance, romance. And I'm like, I get, am I in love with myself? I mean, I am obviously, but like, what does it mean? And so then this time I didn't get uh, love, true love, true romance. I got, is it a movie? I think so. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Tangent. Uh, anyway, I got this like everlasting love kind of card. So I'm, I'm kind of confused about the meaning. Well, I don't know y'all because this with the rest of the reading it was kind of confusing who was my first card I think it was breed so my first card was like don't back down wow I just sounded like <laughs> what like I'm from the middle of the country what was that don't back me wow don't back down you know stand in what you believe standing for what's right you are right like follow your guts intuition don't let me push you so I was like, cool, that's a good stance. I feel like I should always be taking a life is like to put my boundaries up and not let anybody F with me, you know? So that's fine. And then it was Isolde. So I was like, huh, does this mean I am like about to finally meet this person? I don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't think so, honestly. Cause like how, where, when, why? And also who, also who, yeah. Uh, am I about to meet this person? Because we've gone from like true love to everlasting across like lifetimes love so maybe that was the meaning but also the, like I said the meaning can be like you're letting go of an old relationship you're healing from an old relationship it's time to like really break the bonds of that um that love is just an important part of my life and like the love that I put out into the world is really important so like the podcast you know is like a big act of love and like how I care about and treat other people is very important to my identity so I don't know if it was more of that but then my third card was Vesta which yeah, which is home, as in you'll be experiencing a change in home, which could literally be like your what you have in your own home will change, or like you will be moving homes. And I thought that was interesting because when I had that psychic reading back in like April or May of 2020 that I had to do for work because you know my job's weird. Um, she when I asked her about love, she like told me all this stuff, and then when I asked her about moving because I knew like this. I wanted to try applying for visas. It was like, you're not going to move until you're in a relationship with someone. And so I'm like, maybe are these two cards kind of confirming that now? Like something's on the horizon. Like I'm going to meet this person and then we're going to be changing and making a home together. I don't know. So that was my last reading to myself. I, don't, I wouldn't say like those are goddesses I'm like directly working with. I'm just saying because they're my goddess cards. That's what showed up. So yeah, I mean, watch the space. <laughs> Clearly things change every day. Isn't that so strange? It's like things change every day, but nothing ever really changes because we've been in like a perpetual present for almost a year now. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're going to stop there. How many questions do I have left? Seven. Okay, I have seven left, which will probably take another but please submit more I love answering questions and I love like I said getting into um you like more specific things that maybe I haven't covered an episode or you like want me to expound upon because I'm talking about so much stuff and I've talked about so much stuff so yeah give me any question you want you can send them to uh the badge podcast at gmail.com that's the email for the podcast you can put it in the Facebook group uh, the Facebook group uh, I'll put the link. I think I've been really bad about putting the link down in the episode notes, but also you can just swat, uh, swatch, <laughs> you can search bad witch and it's the same logo as the podcast. You'll see it. The answer is the craft. You can also say flubber. You can say teen witch. You can, some people, <laughs> a lot of people drag me, right? Because a lot of people like start from the beginning. And so I think it was before I was saying like, oh, the answer is the craft. So a lot of people will be like, oh, well she talks about sex in the city a lot. <laughs> Which I don't even remember what I was saying about that. Like, why was I talking about Sex in the City so much? <laughs> or, um, she talks about... Oh, by the way, I'm not excited about the Sex in the City reboot. Like, I want nothing to do with it. That show has aged so terribly. Um, or she talks about, like, Real Housewives a lot. I'm like, what the hell was I talking about at the beginning of this podcast two years ago? <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Is this the... Is today the birthday of the podcast I forgot to look it up I don't remember I know y'all know I'm so sorry I forgot to remember but it's like right around now so this counts as our birthday episode part one uh but yeah the answer is the craft but I will accept flubber blubber teen witch the the covenant or the coven which is a movie I made up that I probably should write at some point 
Um, what else? Teespring, we have merch and Patreon. So it's patreon.com slash badwitch. And you can get <clears throat> readings and shout outs and witchy mail and all that fun stuff. So you can look that up or I'll put it, I'll put the link in the episode notes as well. And I'm forgetting something. What is it? No, that's it. Email, Facebook. Oh, and if you just, YouTube, if you want to follow me on YouTube, I do have a few witchy videos up and you can just look up Chow Mickey or you can uh, clink the clink, clink, click. <laughs> I gotta stop talking. You can click the link below in the episode notes and you'll go to that Mercury retrograde video and you can like comment share subscribe from there please subscribe I would love to get monetized <clears throat> this year and have to deal with Instagram less even though I just said 100,000 <laughs> I should be like very celebratory but uh. so yeah YouTube child Mickey please go and subscribe and watch my videos uh if you just you know want another dose of Mickey in your life if this hasn't overwhelmed you to no end I don't know how it hasn't but I would really appreciate it if you did okay I will talk to you next week I love you all so much blessed be happy full moon happy um sun Jupiter conjunction good luck with Mercury retrograde and we will talk soon Mwah! love you goodbye